This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next on Changing Your World. We're so busy talking to God about our problems instead of talking to our problems about what God has already done. When was the last time you spoke to your issue, insufficiency? And you said, in the name of Jesus, insufficiency? My God, according to Philippians, has already provided everything I'll ever need according to his riches and glory. Cleveland, Ohio, Dallas, Texas. The Change Experience is on its way. Join Pastors Creflo and Taffy Dollar for one night only, March 6th in Cleveland, Ohio, and April 24th in Dallas, Texas. As soon as we found out that it was happening again, my friend found out, booked a ticket straight away. This really, really, really changed my life. You don't want to miss these special events. Go online to get your free seat today. of the believer. It's going to be a little different. Uh, I'm going to challenge you to walk in the power that has already been given to you. I'm going to challenge you who keep going to God, asking God to do what he's already told you to do, to stop. I'm going to challenge you to become peculiar people, yet royal and show you what you got. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, let's begin in, in John chapter 1, verse 17. John 1, 17. And in John chapter 1, verse 17, uh, we've been talking about um, this contrast between different subjects in the Bible, the contrast between the law by Moses and the grace by Jesus Christ. And last week, we, we, were, we began and started with the contrast between performance uh, by law versus performance by spiritual authority. In other words, what we saw last week was under the law, the law was all about performance-based Christianity. The law was all about if you want God to be good to you, you got to be good. The law was about if you want to be righteous, then you got to work your own righteousness, okay? And we found out that under grace, you can't perform to try to do what Jesus has already done. Under grace, he's already done it. Your job is to believe and receive what he's already done. In fact, I told you that living in the flesh was about all about being under the law, trying to do good in your own self-effort. Uh, and so we declare that under the grace of God, you trying to do something to be righteous, you trying to perform to try to be redeemed, you trying to perform to try to, you know, have the wisdom of God or perform to try to be holy. It's what the church is teaching all over the world, telling you, you have to do this 
in order for God to do that. Uh, every religion requires you to to do something. Every religion has a bunch of demands, demands, demands in order to get God to do something for you. But under the grace of God, it's supply, supply, supply. And God says, if you believe it, the supply has already been given. Uh, some of you are used, and including myself, are used to going to church and said, if you, if you want God to do this, then you got to do that. That is under the pattern of the old covenant. The old covenant is a performance-based covenant, which includes the Ten Commandments. But under grace, it's discovering what he's finished and then believing it. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and changes your behavior and, and all kinds of wonderful things happen. Now, we're going to contrast this with, okay, if under grace we're just believing what Jesus has already done. In other words, we're having more faith in what Jesus has done instead of having more faith in what we can do. The question now arises, well, do we just do nothing? Well, the answer to that is when it comes to, to what Jesus has already done, you believe what he's already done. But then the other side of this coin is performing and doing something to activate your spiritual authority. Say spiritual authority. spiritual authority. Now, under the covenant of grace, we have been given the right to command and the right to use God's power. We didn't deserve that right. We didn't earn for that right. This, this spiritual authority is not because of what you have done to deserve it. This spiritual authority is a result, result of God's unmerited favor. He favored you with the right to command. Mm. He favored you with the right to use spiritual authority. In other words, the power belongs to him, but he has graced you with the right to use his power. It's his power, but you have to use it in order to see results. If you understand that, say amen. amen. So it's God's power, say it's God's power, but I have the, uh, the authority or the right to use that power. So there are certain things on the planet, on the earth, if you don't do, you won't see results. Uh, for example, I don't have to perform to become righteous. Jesus has already done what's necessary for me to be righteous, and I believe it. But when it comes to the devil, and the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you, if I don't resist, he won't flee. When it comes to saying unto the mountain, if I don't speak to the mountain, why should I expect for it to move? There is authority that has been given to the Christian. It's grace-given authority that if you will accept the authority and learn how to use his power, then you will see supernatural results in the earth as a, as a result of a righteous man who knows how to execute spiritual authority on the planet. If you understand that, say amen. amen. All right, is everybody on the bus with me? I know that was a lot, but I think you see what we're saying. So I am going to talk to you about how to execute the, 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 the spiritual authority. It's almost like you are a superhero and you don't know how to work your powers. 
you're a Superman and you don't know if you, if you jump, you'll fly. Hallelujah. You a Batman, well, Batman ain't got no power, but he has tools. <laughs> but he has tools, amen. And you have to know how to use them. And so those of you who gave your life to Jesus Christ and you made him your Lord and personal savior, he put you on the planet, but he didn't put you here powerless. There's a devil loose and there are demons loose. And their assignment is to, to kill, steal, and destroy. And they want to rip you apart every which way they know how. And you are, you are a man and a woman of God clothed with an enormous amount of power. But if you're ignorant of what you got, You'll be beat up, putting up with it, because you think, well, praise the Lord, I'm under grace. He got it. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. No, this is the time for you to execute your power. This is the time for you to pull, pull off that suit and put on them tights and, 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 and leap in one bounce. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Because this is going to be really weird for some of you. Some of you just got born again, and you ain't never heard about your authority. And the devil should be very afraid today because thousands of people will walk out of here today informed about their power. Yeah, yeah, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Lord, glory to God. Man, I've been waiting all night to get here. <laughs> all right, are you ready for this now? So we're talking about performing your spiritual authority. The word authority, literally, again, it is, the, it is power to get, it's power given to you or a right, a right to command. Let's do that. It's a right to command. Your grace-given right to command on this planet. As if you were God. You're not God. But if he was here, do you think he would put up with some of the stuff y'all put up with? No. Now, let's get on it. Uh, uh, let's go to, uh, I didn't read John 1, 17, but I'll read it since it's up there. John, the, the, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 10, and let's begin to, to, to dive into a discovery of your authority and a discovery of your power. Matthew 10, verse, uh, verses uh, 1 and then I'm going to go to 7 and 8. Let's, let's look at what your authority looks like. All right, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them what? He gave them power against what? Unclean spirits. Unclean spirits. To do what to them? So there, there is a such thing as unclean spirits. But even though unclean spirits may inhabit some people, those who have the power can do what? He gave them power also to do what? To heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He gave them power. 
Now, some of you will hear this today like, it's ridiculous because you ain't never heard about it and you don't believe you can do it because you ain't never been taught what you got. So to you in your mind, this gonna sound ridiculous. I mean, when I said unclean spirits, it sounds ridiculous. You, 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 you are probably, you, you probably know somebody who has some unclean spirits. In fact, you might've had a couple of unclean spirits yourself. <laughs> I ain't got time to talk to you about what unclean spirits are, but what the, the biggest thing the devil has been able to accomplish is to get people not to believe that he exists. They're preaching that right now. They're preaching it right now. Ain't no such thing as no devil. Ain't no such thing as an unclean spirit. Oh, oh, that's wrong. I've cast them out. It's wrong. I've cast out. You have to recognize them before you know you know, understand that they're unclean because you could be around something unclean and you'll just think, well, you know, you know, somebody's just got drama in their life. And it could be deeper than that. And people who know it can, can deal with it. But people who don't know it, tolerate it. They tolerate it as they just got a mental problem or something going on. And, 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 and I, I used to work in a mental hospital where I used to see it all the time. And sometimes when, you know, we couldn't figure out what was going on, I'd sneak around the corner and, and uh, the room would dark and, and, and the guy sitting there, I mean, he's totally demon possessed. And he turns around, he says, I know you. I said, shh, I know. <laughs> now come out in the name of Jesus. And they get to going around doing that. And then what, what, what happened to me? What happened? Had no idea what was going on. Now, this sounds utterly ridiculous to you who have never heard it before. I pray to God that a couple of them would just manifest today so we can do a show and tell. <laughs> that by me talking about it, that some of them just, and then if they do, I can just do a little show and tell. Come on now, here, Mr. Devil. You sitting around here scared, of, afraid of, uh, of the exorcism. I don't want to see that movie that scared me. You have nothing. The child of God who knows he's got power ain't never got to be afraid of no devil nowhere. Well, well he, made the, he made the plate move off the table. You can do that too. Just throw it. <laughs> when he had called unto his disciples, 12 disciples, he gave them power he gave them power. Now, this is a, 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 a authority. Gave them authority or right to command unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, let's look at power just for a moment. You've heard me share this illustration. Georgia Power is the power company here in Georgia that's responsible for providing power to our homes. They are responsible for making sure, that is, if you have paid your bill. <laughs> they are responsible for making sure that power is available for your house. How many understand that? But how many of you know it is not their responsibility to come to your house, to come to a dark room and turn the switch on? That is your responsibility. They provide the power, you turn the switch on. What do you think, the, how do you think they will respond if you call them up, you know, 911, could you give me Georgia Power? <laughs> yes, who is this? Well, my, my, my room dark. 
can you send somebody uh, now here to turn the switch on? They're going to say, what? Man, we don't do that. We supply the power, and we can see according to our instruments, you have the power. All you got to do now, you got to flip the switch. If you don't flip the switch, you will not access what's already been made available to you. Same thing is true with God. He has provided the power, but he's not going to come down and flip the switch. If you don't flip the switch, darkness will still be there, but you, the whole time you're in darkness, all you had to do is flip the switch to access the power. How many situations have you been in, the power has been made available, but you didn't access the power by flipping the switch? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to flip the switch. Say this out loud, it's God's power, but I have to turn it on. The power belongs to him, but I've got to flip the switch. Does everybody understand that? So first of all, I'm telling you that if you're a born-again Christian, power has been made available to you. Somebody says, well, I've never seen it. It's because you hadn't turned it on. 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 I was leaving uh, South Carolina on Friday, I believe, after we finished the meeting there. And we didn't know if we could take out or not, take off or not. Pilot got down there and he says, I'm just going to shoot the radar and see if something come up. And they said, now nah, it's going to probably be rough and it's going to be that and all that kind of stuff. And I just had said a little short prayer. I said, Father, now we have authority. Now I can just sit here and listen to him or I can just flip the switch on. In the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord, that all will be well. You're going to give us a great ride home, and there'll be no trouble at all. All is well. I want you to know, and Tappy can attest to it, we took off. It was a smooth ride. We landed. Pilot came back afterwards. He said, now, well, I didn't expect that. And I thought, flip the switch. Yeah. Now, no, 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 no. Well, now, now, some of you are thinking, oh, no, that, you, that ain't the reason why it happened. It just happened. Turn to your neighbor and say this, nothing just happens. Your first response is going to be the key to how things turn out. Because you have authority in your mouth. And you can open your mouth and release something crazy, or you can open your mouth and, and release something awesome. How are you going to flip the switch? Now, watch this, verse 7 and 8. Verse 7 and 8. And as you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 8. Here it is again. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leopards. Wow. Now, please understand what he's saying. You heal the sick. Well, now, what have we been doing? We've been talking to God about healing the sick. We've been, we've been praying and asking God to do what he's already done. Now, let me give you two prayers that God will never answer. Number one, God will never answer a prayer where you're asking him to do what he's already done. Number two, God will never answer a prayer when you ask God to do something that he told you to do. Never will be answered. And we're so busy talking to God about our problems instead of talking to our problems about what God has already done. 
When was the last time you spoke to your issue, insufficiency? And you said, in the name of Jesus, insufficiency? My God, according to Philippians, has already provided everything I'll ever need according to his riches and glory in Jesus' name. When have you done that? No, you won't do that. Why? Because in your mind and in this world system, that's ridiculous. Well, you're not flipping the switch. You're letting the circumstance stay there, and it's going to talk to you. Your circumstance will talk to you. You look in your wallet, and don't have no money in your wallet. Your, your wallet says, see that? I told you why we were broke. You let your circumstances talk to you instead of you talking to your circumstances. Quit talking to God about what he's already done. Quit talking to God about trying to do something he's told you to do. Talk to your problems about what God has already done. I dare you to start speaking to your mountains. See, if you don't start speaking to your trouble, your trouble will, will speak to you. Mm -hmm. Be hungry and go in the refrigerator. Ain't nothing in the refrigerator. It will talk to you loud and clear. See, things will talk to you loud and clear. I found out Friday was National Donut Day. <laughs> soon as I, I, soon as I landed, when I got to, to Columbia, South Carolina, the first thing I went by, not a, not a donut store, but it was a, it was a Krispy Kreme donut factory. <laughs> the devil is a lie. <laughs> And the red sign, the hot sign. How many know about the hot sign? The blood of Jesus on all of you. Oh. The hot sign was on. Listen, the hot sign's on. It's National Donut Day. You gotta celebrate. <laughs> Brother Chris said, well, you gotta celebrate. <laughs> and that's what that sign was saying to me. You gotta celebrate. <laughs> and watch this. And you get one donut for free. The devil's a liar. One donut for free. For free. I told Tab, I said, maybe I can just walk from the hotel, go get that one donut from free, walk back, and it'll burn it all up. That's just too much trouble for one donut. No that sign started talking to you. And I remember one night driving down Riverdale and saw that the hot sign on, and that, that thing said it was hot. And I heard it. I heard this. I heard this. It said, Creflo. <laughs> And I started talking back to her. I said, what? <laughs> said, boy, you need to come on up in here. Boy, you get a dozen, you get another dozen for free, man. Come on up in here. You know you want to. And I said, I believe I will. <laughs> got up in there and did just what that boy said. Had two dozen of donuts. Ate about all of them when I got home. On the way home, Tab said, where you been? I said, I just been driving around. And she, she wiped my mustache. She said, you lying. You got sugar all on your mustache. <laughs> If you don't start talking to your problems, they will start talking to you. I said, if you don't start talking to your problems, they will start talking to you. I said, if you don't start talking to your problems, you have authority in your mouth. You have authority in your words. Don't you sit there and let cancer talk to you. Don't you sit there and let debt talk to you. Don't you sit there and let unemployment talk to you. You talk to your problems about what God has already done. Amen. Satan is a defeated foe. It's time we walk in the authority God has given us over the enemy. Every attack of the enemy is going to begin with an attempt to attack who you are in Christ. For a love gift of $12.95 or more, we would like to offer you this powerful series, The Contrast, Identity versus Performance. 
He did not put you on this earth powerless. And I'm telling you in these last days, it is time for the body of Christ to stand up in the power and the authority that Jesus has given unto us. And it is time to let the world see us operate in this authority and in this power. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me, I condemn it. Call or go online to order today. We look in the mirror daily and ask ourselves questions. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Did I work hard enough? Will I realize my dreams? We know we're not alone in our quest for answers. It's time to come together and remember who we are. Rare. Valuable. Beautiful. Capable. Powerful. Strong. A game changer. More than enough. No more settling for second best. It's time you receive clarity about who you are. Join us for Worth 2020, a Radical Women's Conference in College Park, Georgia, March 19th through the 21st. An experience created for women like you and me. We see you. We are you. And we know after this conference, your life will never be the same. So join us. Register now at taffydollar.org. Jesus instructed us to take this gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. With the seeds you sow into Creflo Dollar Ministries, we extend this good news of grace to people on every single continent. They are empowered to see real change in their lives. That's exactly what you do when you send in your financial donations to support our outreach endeavors. You empower change in people's lives. And for that, we say thank you. And God bless you. I'll see you next time right here on Changing Your World. If you want to honor the Lord by sowing financial seeds into Creflo Dollar Ministries, call the number on your screen or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. We have one mission, to tell the world that our God is alive. Because all that we are is because of who Jesus is. Not just because he died, but because he lives, because he cares, because he loves, and because he is God. So who are we? We are his hands, his feet, his people. We are his church. So we take his message of grace all around the world to the fatherless, to the hungry, to the hurting, to the old. And to the young we go. As he is, so are we. We are world changers. Creflo and Taffy Dollar love connecting with you. And here at World Changers, we understand the importance of using technology to do just that. We're constantly working to bring the gospel of Christ to thousands of viewers and followers around the world. And we want you to get involved. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We want to make the word of grace available throughout every voice of social media. 
Your generosity allows us to make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. Through Creflo Dollar Global Missions, we are providing food, clothing, crucial supplies, and the Word of God to people in the most remote regions of the world. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe. 